Hello, and thank you for joining Literacy Lunch Break. I'm your host, Marjorie Botari. In this episode, we are going to discuss decodable text and leveled readers. These are some hot topics as we learn about structured literacy and we continue to revisit our instructional practices supporting students in becoming proficient readers. Now we've all heard decodable text and leveled readers and they both belong in our instruction, but today's episode's first just going to define both of those types of text. And then we are going to talk about how we can use these resources in our instruction. As we think about decodable text or decodable readers, the important thing to note is that these texts are designed around a phonics pattern. This is very different than leveled readers. They have a different leveling system. So as we think about phonics being the primary factor in decodable readers, what we know is this is designed for when we're providing word reading instruction, really building our students' ability to quickly and automatically decode words. Now, you may have heard of the simple view of reading, and I always like to call this piece out because this is really where it allows us to identify the resources best used. The simple view of reading says we need to be able to read words and understand language. We need both of those to equal reading proficiency. Today, we are talking about that decoding portion of the simple view. Students being able to read words quickly and automatically. So when we look at brain research and we identify how students are able to become proficient readers, we know that they need phonemic awareness, to understand that our language has an internal structure and it's made up of sounds. They need to be able to see print and understand what sounds that print is representing. That's our phonics instruction. Now, phonemic awareness and phonics instruction, when they work together, that allows our students to become really automatic and quickly decode words. But in addition to that, students have to know that this is a real word. So for example, if I blend the sounds k at, I know that I am thinking of a cat. I have a visual image of that, or I understand what that means. So when we think about decodable text, we want to ensure that our students have the opportunity to apply phonemic awareness and phonics skills to their reading. Decodable text is going to allow that application, and this is where the learning sticks. So the important thing to remember about decodable text is that it is going to follow a scope and sequence, meaning we know that our students have learned the phonics pattern that is going to be represented in the text that they're reading, allowing them to apply their phonemic awareness and phonics skills. Decodable text is also going to bring in high-frequency words, those sight words. Now, as we think about high-frequency words, these are words that our students do need to know quickly and automatically, but again, they're still applying those phonemic awareness and phonics skills to the text. Again, following a scope and sequence. Now, every once in a while, a decodable text will have story words, words that are added to the text to make sure that that story makes sense, or perhaps some high-frequency words that they have never seen before. However, again, the majority is going to be decodable based on the skills they have been taught. The big question as we think about decodable text is, so what percentage of 
the words should be decodable. And that's where it can get a little bit tricky. Because as we define that term decodable, we can use that, that definition being based on the skills students have already been taught. But what we know is sometimes the things we teach students, they haven't learned. And sometimes the things we haven't taught students they have learned. So decodability really does depend on the reader. But as us as educators, we can again use that scope and sequence as that main piece to follow. And typically you'll hear 80, 90% of words should be decodable when we think of decodable text. However, there is no research that supports that claim. So when we think about this, it's important to know that most of our words should be decodable to allow our students that process of orthographic mapping. Uh, but we, again, don't have any defined percentage of words that should be decodable. So I just said a word or a term, orthographic mapping. Now, that may be a term you're familiar with, and it may be something that's brand new to you. But this is a critical term. This is what students need to do in order to read fluently and automatically. And to be clear, orthographic mapping is not something that we teach. We teach three components that allows our students to engage in this process of orthographic mapping. And so what brain science shows is when we read words, we see the print that represents sounds. That's our phonics. The, those sounds are inputted into our brain, that's the phonemic awareness, and we blend those sounds together to read the word. And again, we'll have a mental image or we'll learn what that word means. That's orthographic mapping. So again, phonemic awareness and phonics instruction. And what research shows is that can take just a few repetitions, you know, typically about five to seven repetitions of that process to automatically map that, that sound or that word and it becomes a sight word. Different than remembering a word as a whole visual unit. So what decodable text allows us to do is engage in this process of phoneme graphing mapping, really being able to map these sounds and be able to read these words quickly and automatically. And the way I like to compare this is different from remembering words as whole visual units, right? Because when we remember words as whole visual units, it's only allowing us to remember that one word, right? So if I memorize the word the, T-H-E, the, T-H-E, the, I have now just memorized that one word, and that can take hundreds of repetitions for a typical developing reader to master, right? Because we are just giving them the letter name. We are not providing that mapping that students need in order for it to become an automatic sight word. Again, when we map it to sounds, it typically takes between five to seven repetitions. So as we think about decodable text, again, this is really going to allow our students to practice these phonemic awareness and phonics skills that we know are critical to reading words. It's also going to transfer to spelling, that encoding piece. When we encourage students to memorize words as whole visual units, I compare it to working out, right? If I pick up a weight and it is really light and I do a, you know, say I pick up a one pound weight, well, I'm able to do a lot of repetitions and I'm able to do that really quickly, very, auto, very automatically, right? I'm, I can do a lot of reps. I can do it really quickly 
but I'm not building any muscle. That's the same thing that happens when we ask students to memorize words as whole, whole units. They're going to be able to remember that one word, but they are not building any maps in their brain. They're not building any neural pathways. Now, when we pick up a heavier weight, and I am picking up maybe, you know, a 20 pound weight versus a one pound weight. Well, I'm going to be much slower in my repetitions and I'm not going to be able to do as many. It's harder work, but I am building muscle. And that is the same thing that decodable text offers for our learners. In the beginning, they are going to be saying the sounds k, at, and blending them together, cat. Very slow and labored. But as they have more opportunities for practice, more opportunities for repetition, that word is going to become automatic. They're also going to be able to read and spell other words that are similar. They can read, if they can read and spell cat, they can read and spell mat. Cat, change the k to a m, the new word is mat. So as students engage in reading decodable text, we are building those neural pathways for them. We are also allowing them to transfer this learning to new and unknown words. Now this is critical again, because this is what re leads to fluency and automaticity. So as we think about decodable text again, that really main, that main focus is making sure that our students have the opportunity to become automatic and fluent word readers, giving them the opportunity to transfer phonemic awareness and phonic skills to the print that they are reading. Leveled readers are leveled in a completely different way. And so when we think about leveled readers, the important thing to note is that when they look at the criteria for creating levels, phonics, a phonics pattern is never one of those criteria. So as we think about leveled readers, what is used is word repetition, right? How many times have we seen that same word? Sentence length, how long are the sentences? the number of words in the complete passage or story. How complex are the sentences? How many illustrations are included to support students in guessing the words that they see? And they also take into account the number of high frequency words that are embedded in that book or passage. However, it's not following a specific scope and sequence. It's not requiring those words to already have been introduced. So as you can see, if we're thinking of a level text, we are not considering the phonics pattern or the phonemic awareness skills of our students at all. And these do tend to lend themselves to students trying to remember what words look like as whole visual units or look at pictures and guess words, or even just think about the context and guess words based on meaning. And we know that we don't want students to do that. There's a 2015 brain research study from Stanford University that followed students in those early grades and compared these students who were memorizing words as whole visual units and those other students who were doing the hard work of sounding out words with decodable text. Now here's where it gets a little bit tricky. If you're a kindergarten student or teacher, or if you're a first grade teacher and you're working with our young learners, these kiddos can trick us because they could look like readers in kindergarten and first grade, right? 
they can memorize some words as a whole visual unit. It's just not going to lead to reading proficiency because again, that's not the way our brains learn to read. But in kindergarten, in first grade, if we're reading texts that are leveled and there's a lot of words that are repeated or phrases that are repeated, if I have pictures and context to help me read or really guess a lot of words, I can look like a reader. And what this study showed is that those students looked like they were off to a faster start. But unfortunately, as those students became older, those other kiddos that were sounding out the words that looked like they were off to a slower start, they surpassed those whole word readers, right? Because again, what the whole word readers were doing was training their brains to do the things that poor readers do. Proficient readers process every single phoneme in a word. We just do it so quickly that it looks like we're remembering words as whole visual units, but we are processing every single phoneme. And it's also important to note that so many words are different by just one sound. So if our students aren't processing all of the phonemes and words, again, they're not going to be able to transfer this learning to read new and unknown words. So that decodable text plays a role for building that word recognition, right? But we know that's not the only component of our literacy instruction. We know students need to be able to understand language. They need to have background knowledge. They need to understand the way language works. And that's where leveled readers can fit into our instruction when we think about literacy, building again students' comprehension and language comprehension. Leveled readers are not a great resource for teaching decoding, but they can be used again to build that language background, to build vocabulary, to build background knowledge. When we teach students the basic letter sound combinations, we are giving them access to sounding out approximately 84% of the words in English. Now that's a huge percentage. So again, we can see the importance of using decodable text in our instruction. One of the things though that also is important to remember is that not all decodable texts are created equal. So in this series, we are going to continue to dig into decodable text. We will talk to authors of decodable text, teachers who've used both leveled readers as well as decodable text in their instruction, and we're going to talk about the criteria for when we are using decodable text in our classroom. What should that look like? What is high quality decodable text? So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Literacy Lunch Break. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Until next time, happy learning.